Welcome, D gentlemen and D gentlewoman, to episode four. That's right, episode four of the Odds Get Even podcast. It is the Remembrance Day podcast. We never forget. I'm J. Roy Hammer here with AJ Locks and RG. How are you guys? Doing great. You know, it's a uh, it's a rainy day, rainy Friday, but I uh, couldn't be happier to be filming a podcast right now. How are you, RG? I'm doing good as well. We got a great slate this weekend. Uh, good football games tomorrow. Um, some good hockey games at night, Saturday night hockey. And then uh, we got a great slate of NFL on Sunday. All the boys are going to get together. It's going to be a good time. I'm fired up. That, that, I cannot agree with you more. Uh, what, are you guys, what are you guys doing for Remembrance Day for the troops? You know, just sit here in silence. You know, remember those troops? But nothing, nothing special. Um, can't go out tonight. Got a tough FSA project we're trying to finish up. But you know, just remembering. Yeah, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just remembering. That's it. I couldn't make it out to Flanders this year, but uh, just doing my best. And for all the listeners out there, uh, whatever you do, just always think about the troops. They're the reason why we're able to be free. So, gonna pour one out for the troops. And never forget about them. So in terms of the slate here, we do have our eight picks for the week. We uh, just a big reminder last week, we were over 50%. That was a little under our goal, but this week we're coming back and we're coming back with heat. So uh, RG start us off with our eight picks of the week. What do you have cooking this weekend? All right. So I will start us off with, uh, with some college football. So this week in our eight picks, we are staying away from the power five. We are not touching. We'll be touching some games in the power five, but not with our absolute locks. Our college football lock will be Coastal Carolina versus Southern Missouri. So we're taking Coastal Carolina minus four and a half. So uh, we absolutely love this pick. Did, uh, did some good research on it. You know, they were dogs last week against App State. App State's having a crazy year. They ended up winning outright, winning by five there. Um, so I actually love this pick for this main reason here. So Southern Missouri, not a great offense. They get most of their wins and most of what they're doing on defense. 55% of their total plays are run plays. So this is great for Coastal Carolina because they're limited teams to around 130 rushing yards per game. Um, so Grayson McCall is out for Coastal Carolina. He's been ruled out. We did not find that a problem. That's actually why this line is only minus four and a half. I'm predicting it would be about seven, seven and a half with Grayson McCall in the game. But they have crazy deep threats in Coastal Carolina. They've lost one game this year. Um, I love this in this. I love them in this spot. And, uh, you know, even with that pass defense, Southern Miss is, I think, their 88th to 91st in the country in pass defense. So I'm not worried about a backup coming in and taking the reins. Uh, AJ, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely love Coastal Carolina here. You know, something about those uniforms, something about that stadium just hits different. You know, just thinking about it's not a lot of points to cover and going down the stretch. You know, they win this game at Southern Miss. They go out and beat Virginia in Virginia and finish up with James Madison. They lost three games. It's important for them because that's a big bowl game if they win these three games down the stretch. So I think they're playing with some fire under, like they said, starting QB out, but two really good receivers in Coastal Carolina. I like them to cover this spread. I think it could get a bit of a blowout in Coastal Carolina versus Southern Miss. So Coastal is even against the spread this year, but they have been given massive spreads. 
and nearly covering a lot of the ones that they lost. So that's why we absolutely love Coastal here. I'm expecting a 15 to 20 point win over Southern Missouri. Now for uh, people that aren't really familiar with these, uh, I guess, non-top five college teams, is Coastal a North or South Carolina? Coastal Carolina is in South Carolina. They uh, they play in there. They have a green field, so a little weird. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna power through that for this week. I know it, it's green. Yeah. Uh, grass is green, RG. No, it's like a weird greenish like blue. Yeah, that was really stupid of me. Never mind. It's like a green blue. It's like a turquoise, right? Turquoise. Yeah, yeah. turquoise teal kind of color. Yeah. yeah, that was dumb. Sorry. <laughs> How does that affect the vibes though this weekend with the with the off colored field? You think uh, that that looks good for uh, Coastal Carolina? Oh, they love to party down there. I absolutely love it. They, you, you should see these guys rocking. I remember, I think in the COVID year, BYU walked in there saying we could beat anybody, anytime. Coastal, they, they always got these guys with all the mullets going and everything like that. They rocked them and the crowd looked incredible. It was pissing rain. I love Coastal in this game. I love Coastal to win and I love Coastal to win by 15 to 20 points. All right, well, there you have it. There's the pick. We're going to move on to the next pick, the weekly pick. AJ, start us off with the pick. All right, so we got two picks in this game. I'll start off with just a game pick. Then we'll get into my favorite pick of the podcast. Yeah, we got Dolphins minus three and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. I love the Dolphins right now. They're firing right now. That offense is hitting on all cylinders. I like them cover three and a half easily it's in Miami the heat's gonna be pumping down against Cleveland and something about just that something about playing in Miami so if you guys didn't know the listeners when you're on the away sideline it is a 40 degree temperature difference so on average let's say you know it's 80 degrees in the Miami dif- sideline it'd be 120 on the away sideline and just some stats for the Dolphins defense at home Dolphins defense has struggled this year but at home they're only averaging six, allowing 16.5 points per game two in that offense is rolling it's Jacoby Brissett revenge game, but a lot of people in Miami, we don't like Jacoby Brissett after how he was last year after signing to a one-year contract. So I think Miami's going to come here firing. I can see this game being 10 to 14 points. I don't think the Browns can stop that offense. And I think the Dolphins will be able to contain Jacoby Brissett and Nick Chubb. So is the away sideline uh, facing the sun? Is that is that why the degrees change so much? Yeah, so basically what they did when they constructed the new stadium is they have like a balcony like hanging over like the uh, Dolphin sideline and then nothing on the away sideline. So it's always directly facing the sun, beaten sun. There's no shade, no balcony, no like overhang for the stadium. So whoever made that stadium, Miami was thinking, right, and so many teams complain about it. So many fans, you know, bitch about it because that's why that's why the Buffalo Bills claim they lost. All the Bills fans were saying they lost that game because of the heat. So it's going to be a hot one in Miami. Sun's going to be beating down and Cleveland's going to be tired. AJ, do you think that McDaniel will be going up to Jacoby Brissett and saying, yo, chill, stop scrambling like he did to Justin Fields last week? Or do we uh, not think that's a problem? I think we should be uh, safe from Jacoby Brissett unless he says uh, stop chilling over a one-year yard QB sneak. But, you know, that moment was just actually hilarious. Like McDaniel just, you know, he's a character. He doesn't seem like your typical NFL coach. But, you know, I think that was just a meme that's been going on forever. But I don't think Jacoby, if Jacoby's running all over us, there could be some uh, broken dishes on our Sunday night watch, Sunday watch party in Waterloo. So speaking about uh, run watch, I guess, and Jacoby Brissett, we're really forgetting about uh, about the real uh, running back we got to focus on, and that is uh, Nick Chubb. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on Nick Chubb with the, the Dolphins having some decent run defense, but is the defense Chubb proof? I think it's a, I think it's tough to be Chubb proof, but you know, one way to be Chubb proof is get a Chubb on your defensive side. Bradley Chubb had a pretty solid debut for the Dolphins. No sacks, but had three or four pressures. Very good in Rundy. You know, the Dolphins struggle against running quarterbacks, which is why their stats are a bit inflated because they gave 100 yards, 180 yards to Justin Fields and 120 to Lamar Jackson. But besides that, they're very good against defending against running backs. They have a really good interior line. I think I think Nick Chubb will get, get his due, but if the Dolphins get up early, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to have to throw the football. That's a great point. And uh, AJ, that was a great line with the Chubbs. That was, uh, I hope that was off the top of your head because that was sick. That got me going. So, off the top. so quick uh, question here, a little, little, uh, I'm trying to put you on the spot here, AJ. So the Nick Chubb rushing line is 79.5. And as a betting, uh, as a betting man, would you be comfortable with taking that under if you were, uh, if you were betting on it? I wouldn't say it'd be comfortable because I don't, betting against Nick Chubb, who's the leading rush in the NFL is never easy, but if I was a betting man, I would still take the over, but I think I think they can keep him under 100. But I, as a betting man, I think you, you take the over in those yards. All right. Well, there you have it. You got Dolphins on the spread and the Nick Chubb under, which is not one of our picks, but it is the AJ. I guess it's the AJ lean. That's what we'll call it now. <laughs> AJ lean. <laughs> but, uh, AJ, continue on with the second pick. You said you had two picks this game. Yeah, it's it's just a custom. It's Jalen Waddle over. So on our on our uh, graphic that's been coming out, it's at sixty nine and a half. The lines actually moved to sixty seven and a half as of right now. So even better, even more disrespect to Jalen Waddle. Uh, hammer that over. I've done it the last two weeks and it's hit. You know, just going some stats with two in the lineup. We'll go through his games. Week one against New England, he had seventy yards. Week two against Baltimore, one seventy one. Against Buffalo, 102 yards. Followed up in Pittsburgh with 88. Detroit, 106. And Chicago, 85. So all those games with Tua, he's hit the over. You know, when you have Tyree Kill lining up beside him, he's going to get the attention, which leaves, leaves Jalen Waddle to eat in the middle of the field. Denzel Ward is probably going to be covering Tyree Kill all game, but I don't see a problem. Jalen Waddle hammering that over. Um, so I'll bet I love to do is every single time the score has a prop, it's Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill both get 100 yards. I'll probably bet it again. I have another $10 free bet at plus 900. So if you're getting risky, maybe throw that around. But Jalen Waddle over 67.5, lock it in. So Jalen Waddle's hit that stat over the last two weeks. And Vegas not only moved that line from 69.5 down to 67.5, they never accounted for him just hitting that every week. So I'm going to bring up the question here, AJ. What are your thoughts on the Vegas trap possibility with that line moving down? And how do you feel with them begging you to take that over? I, I tell them I'm fine getting bad. I'm fine them telling me to take the over. You know what? You know, I feel it's felt like a trap every single week. I don't get why they moved it down, but it, I guess that can be a little trappy. But the way Jalen Waddle's playing right now, you know, it, it's just too hard not to take that over. You know, he's averaging like 17 yards a catch or whatever. That's four catches on average. Average. He's averaging like six catches a game this year. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to Jalen Waddle hitting that and maybe seeing a little Waddle in the touch, Waddle in the end zone, a little anytime touchdown score too. 
All right. Well, there you have it. That's what we have for that Dolphins game. Seems like on a weekly basis, AJ squeezes in his Dolphins picks on our on our locks here. Let's uh let's move on to another sport. Uh the sport on the ice. So we got a couple picks this weekend on Saturday. We're gonna start with our underdog lock pick of the week. We got the Carolina Hurricanes against the Avalanche in Denver, Colorado. I did check the air's a little thin there, but Carolina doesn't care. They're clutch. They're the team fresh off of a four uh, off of a seven three win off of Edmonton. Just a big bounce back win. Carolina is just a team that you got to take every time they're underdogs because they will make sure that they will give you the most value for their buck. Yeah, they lost 3 nothing to Florida on Wednesday, but that was because of a bunch of bad luck. They've been hitting posts. They weren't really getting any of the bounces. But Carolina coming in, beating an Avalanche team, I can see that happening. Avalanche is looking kind of fraudulent this year. They've been beating up on bad teams, but when they've been getting down the stretch into tight games, doesn't seem like they have the depth like they used to just to sort of keep up with the good teams. What do you guys think of this matchup here, boys? I like the spot Carolina's in uh, after that big performance against Edmonton. All you, RG. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I actually, uh, I am definitely tailing Josh on this one. I absolutely love it. Um, the Canes have been battling recently potentially can get into the heart ranking soon um a bunch of jerks down there i see them marching into denver no concern about the air quality at all and uh taking this one maybe even in regulation we'll see what happens so i wouldn't be taking them in regulation uh that's only for degenerates <laughs> but uh no uh, colorado just came back from finland too you guys gotta think of the jet lag they did beat the predators last night but these are the Nashville Predators. This is nothing like the Carolina Hurricanes, one of the Stanley Cup contenders of the year. Do you have anything to say, AJ? No, I just I just love the pick. You know, when Jay Wright Hammer gives a hockey pick, I'll tail to the, the, the end of time. So whatever he says goes on this podcast. I'll be tailing Hurricanes money line against Colorado. All right, there we have it for one of our hockey picks. We have two more, but we can't go back to back. We're going straight back to RG with the next pick for football. Hit us with it. All right. So I am going to take the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, minus one and a half on the road in Steel City in Pittsburgh. Boys, how do we feel about this one? Because I absolutely love it. So we're expecting a bit of wind in Pittsburgh on Sunday. That's not a problem for Andy Dalton. Will probably be a problem for uh, Mr. Turnover himself, Kenny Pickett, Mr. Small Hands. But I think we're fine on this one. Um, I'm expecting a lot of the great game to be played on the ground. Um, you know, both offenses aren't very elusive. Both have uh, relatively mid defenses. But I uh, expect Kamara to get a bunch of carries. Expect uh, to be a low scoring affair. And uh, let's see. Uh, I have the Saints winning this one like 21 to 3, 21 to 6. What do you guys think? I actually love the pick, you know. I think the Steelers are very, very bad this year. You know, Kenny Pickett, you know, I, I want him to succeed, but, you know, he's having a tough rookie year. Like, many quarterbacks do, so maybe he can turn it around. But, like you said, like, they just don't have a run game either. Najee Harris cannot get past the line of scrimmage. 
Deontay Johnson's on the other side of the football. He can't catch a ball. You know, pick it gets to him. You know, the Saints, you know, the Saints have a solid defense. You know, they can run the football with Kamara. They can run it with Taysom Hill. They have a lot of ways to beat you. And even though Andy Dalton's behind there, I still have trust for him to beat the Steelers by two points. I also do like the New Orleans defense. I feel like they have got more dog in them than the Steelers do. Uh, and uh, you, you honestly hit the nail right on the head. I feel like New Orleans got more heart. Uh, I feel like they got more to play for. And, uh, you know, ginger quarterbacks. Got to vouch for him. You know, it's, it's going to be a big day for the gingers on Sunday. So one thing to note about the Saints here, and I want you guys to tell me why it doesn't bother us. So the Saints played on Monday night football against the Baltimore Ravens, a ground and pound team. That's a bit of a short week. Why are we okay with that? I think we're just fine. We're just fine. Fine killing Andy <laughs> Dalton. Like, I, 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 it's not primetime Andy Dalton. I think we're fine. It's Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, I think the Saints are kind of in tough right position. That division's gettable. So, you know, they're going to be wanting to win this football game. It's a football game they have to win to keep up in this division. So I'm fine tailing the, tailing the Saints against Steelers. Also, uh, you did say uh, Najee Harris, AJ. It's actually Najee Harris. So. I could, uh, that guy's skewered me so many times. He's the name, whatever I call him. <laughs> But a uh, little fantasy alert, since we do like to look over fantasy, it was reported over the bye week that Jalen Warren, the undrafted running back on the Steelers, is going to get more touches. What are your thoughts on picking him up and maybe starting him uh, in your fantasy leagues, boys? Um, I would actually stay away from this one just because the Saints have a pretty good uh, front seven up there. Um, I don't think like, even if you're giving Najee a lot of touches, you can't even get out of the backfield. I don't see, uh, I don't see them moving the ball here. I would uh, just some fade some Steelers players this week because I can't see Kenny Pickett moving the ball. I even at home. Uh, what about rest of season? Jalen Warren. Yeah. I mean, just being a Harris owner is just the way they run the football. They don't have a great scheme. They can't get any push and roll line. You know, it's good to have like a starting running back maybe in your in your depth, but I just see stadium's not not worth it just given how little push that O-line gets. And Matt, Matt Canada, who's their offensive coordinator, is atrocious at his job. Steelers fans are calling for his head, so I just wouldn't trust a fancy player in a Matt Canada offense. That's uh, a great take. Well, there you have it. We got the Saints on the spread here. Moving back to the ice. We're moving on to our next pick. We got Penn's money line versus the Canadians. This has been a controversial pick amongst the podcast. I got RG texting me saying dismiss starting. Well, dismiss starting tonight against the Leafs, RG. Uh, so I'm assuming that tomorrow will be Jari confirmed. Either or, both goalies have been playing good. I do like the Smith, even if he starts against the Canadians. The Smith actually had a really good outing against Washington on Wednesday. And, um, Really just uh, really just no worries with Pittsburgh. There was a seven-game skid that they had going into it, which they just snapped against Washington. So I feel like they're going to come up. Gensel just came back. You can see Crosby's performance coming up as he has his running mate with him. And Montreal, really, like, they're a good team. They have a bunch of heart. We have them on the heart rankings. But Pittsburgh, I'm still really high on them. 
can't count them out. That old core just looks great. And they looked great against Washington, probably look great against again tonight against the Leafs. And I feel like they'll really get it done against the, the Canadians as well. So, yeah, I absolutely love this pick on Saturday as well after some uh, some controversy in the group chat, but I think we're on the same page now. So I think Pittsburgh walks in to Toronto tonight and loses this game, and I just can't see them losing two in a row on this road trip. That's why I love the uh, the Penguins to win tomorrow. Yeah, that's a great point, RG. I do still least winning tonight and, you know, back-to-back losses for an experienced team and the Pens just don't usually happen too often. And I hate the Habs. So if Jay Royce said to pick against the Habs, I will pick against the Habs. Yeah, I, I like your guys' take. I like the trust. Uh, in terms of tonight against the Leafs, we do have him on the blacklist. Uh, but I do think uh, it will be a really tight game against the Leafs. I, I think it might go into overtime. I'm, I sprinkled a little bit on my sports book to go into overtime. And uh, I don't know who wins here. I know that the Leafs are definitely overvalued on the book. At minus 150 against the Penguins. So I would stay away from betting on, on that game in, in general. But I love the uh, the homer take uh, on the Leafs. So moving on to the next hockey pick. You've heard them many times before on this podcast. You're going to hear them many times again. It is the New York Islanders, not money line, not in regulation, that's right, puck line against the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets. They have to win by more than 1.5 goals against the Blue Jackets. I can see this hitting pretty easily because the Blue Jackets, even though they just beat the Flyers 3-2, there's not a lot going for them. They look lost on the ice. They just lost their number one defenseman in Wierenski. And if all goes well in Sorokin starting, I can't see them scoring anything. Sorokin's been a brick wall this year. Just let in two against Arizona. They lost two nothing. Actually, no, not let in two. He let in one against Arizona last game. But they're all going to be fired up at home in New York. I, I don't see Columbus getting any offense on these guys. And, and Islanders have the most five-on-five goals this year. I think it's an easy hammer at minus 1.5. You're going to get them in an easy plus, and it'll be a nice dog pick. Yeah, I know. Absolutely love this pick, uh, especially with Wierenski obviously not playing. That's a, that's a tough injury to sustain for Columbus because uh, I think he was really excited about this year. But um, he is definitely the most key part to their defense. He brings the puck up for them. He's the quarterback of that power play. So uh, I, I don't really see Columbus moving the puck here, potentially get shut out on the road against the Islanders. Yeah, I absolutely love this pick. You know, with Rurensky going down, I think this puts Columbus in the Bedard sweepstakes. So they're not going to be, you know, if that GM's smart, he's going to be telling the team, you know, maybe take it easy the rest of the rest of the season. But uh, I love the pick. Sorokin's playing elite hockey right now. And uh, the Islanders got heart. So minus one and a half is a good pick. And like I said, Jay Royce, the hockey guy, anything he says, I'll always bet on. So let's lock it in. Yeah, so those are the hockey picks for the weekend. As we always say on the pod, we don't like to parlay all these picks. Now, why we don't like to parlay all these picks is because these picks are pretty low in odds. They usually pay out evenly. So just take them all straight, take your profit, and sit back and enjoy your free money on drinks on the weekend. So we're going to move on to our last group consensus pick. Who wants to introduce the pick and start us off? 
Uh, so I can get us going here. So we are moving back to the National Football League into Chicago, Illinois, where Man Campbell and the Detroit Lions will come in. So there will be no spreads taken in this game. What we have, I know this might be a bit shocking for uh, people who know Justin Fields so far this year, but we are taking over 48 and a half in this game. Um, Justin Fields has really found his footing in Chicago. They got a weapon now in Chase Claypool so they can move the ball a bit better. Um, you know, the Lions, the Lions can move the ball. They, uh, they rack up a lot of points in most weeks, especially in the early half of the season there. And um, I don't see any of these defenses getting the job done. We all know the Lions defense. I don't see a, uh, a problem with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, we also checked the wind. Uh, not too windy. The weather looks great. It's actually perfect over weather. I'd perfect say over weather. Um, mm. Also, uh, Cole Komet off of two touchdown game. Offense looks good. I also heard a quote from uh, Detroit side. DeAndre just pissed with uh, the lack of usage, so I feel like he'll get back onto his momentum, and I feel like it would just be an absolute bang out here. Yeah, I absolutely agree with this. You know, Chicago's offense is buzzing. I think they have 30-plus points in the last three weeks, and you have two of the worst scoring defenses in the NFL. Detroit's ranked 32nd. Chicago's ranked 21st. So I think it's going to be a shootout. Both offense can get going and both defenses can't stop anything. So one question for you boys before we move on to soccer. Um, this is not a big matchup, but it is an NFC North matchup. Who do we got taking it? Lions at Bears. If we had to pick a winner here, I have the Chicago Bears taking this one at home. They have momentum. I see them rolling. Yeah, I got the Bears, too. I think they, they looked good against the Dolphins last week. Um, at home, I'll take the advantage in a, a, a close game, divisional matchup. Just, you know, the crowd's going to be buzzing. Chicago, Chicago might be back with Justin Fields. So uh, I got them winning this game. I probably by the points as well. I, I got the Bears as well, guys. I just can't see a Detroit winning. They, they're Owen and so many on the away side. So I think it's a, it's a Chicago day on Sunday. So... As RG said, we are moving on to the soccer segment of the show. We got Relly Hedges on with us today, fresh off that 1-0 pick from last week. What, what's the outlook this week on the soccer slate right before the World Cup? Uh, I know we got a bunch of games going, but the lineups are a little fuzzy with people sitting out. What do you think? It is a terrifying slate on the weekend, I'm not going to lie. Um we all know we got the World Cup coming up. We all know we've got a lot of injury problems coming in. Uh, so a lot of guys, a lot of teams are worried about that. But I think I have one game that I'm pretty confident in and one that I have not a lot of faith in, but I think it's great value and it really could hit. So with that being said, my lock for the week is going to be Sunday morning, 9 a.m., Roma against Torino. We're taking Roma money line at minus 115. Uh, Torino are not very good. Neither team are in very good form. Roma might be getting Paolo Dybala back in the lineup, which, as you guys know, I'm a big Juve fan, big fan of that guy. So I think we can lock that one in. Do you, uh, do you have, like, a vibe check for that game? <laughs> Uh, we like to go over vibes here just to see sort of an outlook for the for the score or anything like that. So what are the vibes over there in Roma? I know that uh, Mourinho's managing there this year. 
They are probably pretty dark with Mourinho in charge. Uh, we know uh, we have a little joke among among the group of uh, managers like Mourinho and Simeone. They we, we like to call them terrorists because they like to park the bus, and that's Mourinho, Mourinho right there. Uh, so probably not too good, but uh, Roma are a good team. They they have a little bit of fall in form, but I think this is a get right game, and I think they can jump up in the table to uh, Europe slot. Yeah, they can. They can jump into. Champions League fourth place over my Juve. So it could be a big game for them. Now, do you think any of the players on Roma, and pardon me for if I'm wrong here, are there anyone that might be sitting for the World Cup or it doesn't matter? Uh, there definitely will be. However, it's going to be the case with every team. That's why I'm a little bit worried about the weekend as a whole. Uh, looking at their lineup right now, the guys going to Qatar, their goalie Rui Patricio may not be in. Uh, of course, the Italian guys are all going to be ready to go because they're not going to Qatar. Love it. Yeah, we do love that. <laughs> uh, but well, the uh, the good thing about that is that Roma is largely made up of Italians. They got Tammy Abraham, the English guy who got snubbed on the plane to Qatar. So he might be in a little bit of a revenge game, which we love that. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about that one for the, uh, this weekend. How many units are you putting on that lock there? Uh, I'm going to go back to my old standard unit. Uh, you guys know I had a tough week, not in soccer, but in everything else. And, uh, my, my unit substantially fell, but, uh, thankfully cricket guy jumped in and saved at the last minute. So I can really kind of get my feet back in and so yeah, I'm putting at least a unit might even double down depending on the morning on Sunday morning on Roma. But uh, if anybody's feeling particularly dangerous, I want to highlight Chelsea coming in tomorrow afternoon against Newcastle. <clears throat> Newcastle are in really good form. They got Miguel Almiron. I think he's from Paraguay or something, but it doesn't matter because he's cooking everyone in the league. They're on really good form. Chelsea are not, but I find it hard to believe that a team with that much talent and a lot of guys in their team not going to the World Cup, so you know that they're going to play a good lineup. I think it's a get right game, get right game for them. Chelsea are at two thirty coming in. That's good value, no? Is that that's in decimal odds, right? Plus two thirty. Oh, okay, plus two thirty. So that's three thirty in decimal odds. Right. That's that's really good odds there. Who who's home there? Newcastle. No. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but uh, could be a value pick. I know, uh, I know my co, my buddy Ben over there is high on Newcastle, so I was kind of hoping he'd be here with us today, but oh well. So we do love the value pick. We also love the uh, guts to come on here and call those. Uh, but I wanted to talk about uh, this with you since uh, since we kind of been betting it over this week. What are the vibes on the corners? Because we, me and you, definitely uh, looked over the corners in these matches. Who do you think uh, will win the corners in these games, and what lines would you take these uh, teams at the corners? Because a lot of uh, a lot of us like to bet those recently. Well, um, I think it should be pointed out that you, Jay Redhammers, are in fact the corner god. Um, <laughs> he, to those who don't know, he had a couple great picks in the middle of the week, and uh, made us all a bunch of money. So. That being said, though, I think I still have to ride with Roma for corners. Um, they got just a good team, like a better team. 
Tammy Abraham is six foot five, so he's going to be a threat in the air all game long. So they know they're going to be coming after that. But uh, Chelsea, maybe it's a toss up. I think Newcastle may take the game to them, and Chelsea might have to work on the counter. So maybe we'll go Newcastle for the over. And now on, on the corners, yeah. But Chelsea, I think, can can come away with a win. Yeah, that's a great take. Uh, what do you boys have for uh, rally hedges here for the soccer picks in the weekends or anything on the corners? I'm a big corner guy, you know, it's a, it's a tough defeat for the boys, but this is one's for rally. What are you more confident in, uh, Roma money line or Van money line? Jesus, man. Can I phone a friend? Um, I think uh, you can't go against Van money line, man. <laughs> After the week we've had, it's been, uh, it's kind of tough to, to stray away from the tried and true, right? Perfect answer. What would you say? Like, is oh. Van Moneyline not that much of a stretch? Or I think it's a lock every night. Oh, Van Moneyline the day I die, you know. Get that's some good. FSA projects with Van Moneyline. It's just like, that's a great parlay right there. That's why I like coming on here with you guys. <laughs> I, I think it's funny because when you came on the pod, <laughs> I had no idea what your soccer picks were. But I had a feeling they'd be coming out of Italy because the lack of players going to the FIFA World Cup. So um, that's funny that that was that was our lock of the week. It's out of uh, out of Roma. Yeah, right in the heart, capital city. Really, um, hit hits close to home, but as an Italian, but uh, what are you gonna do? Won the Euro, so you can you can hang my hat on that. Yeah, so let's uh, let's 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 stay hot this weekend, uh, really Hedges. Uh, we can go two and zero, hopefully three and zero here, and. Uh, we're gonna, what are we expecting from you in the future in our next episode? We have big, big plans coming in. Uh, I'm sure we all know the World Cup's coming up in about a week and a half. I'm super excited. I think uh, it's going to be a very interesting tournament. Nobody's clear-cut number one. We got Canada, the hometown boys, coming in after a little, little mishap today against Bahrain, but we don't have to talk about that because they got a good team. They got good guys that are coming in to join the squad. And yeah, so I'm ready. I'm looking forward to uh, breaking down the World Cup, the groups, the knockout stage, do a little bit of player props, everything. I'm ready. Yeah, for so it. that so that will be a next episode. Uh, that's our chief soccer pick identifier, Riley Hedges. Thanks for coming on, and uh, looking forward to some bangers on uh, on Sunday. Can't wait. Thanks for having me. No worries. See you, man. Here's Riley. Be Riley. So that was the soccer corner. Those were the top eight picks. Now we're moving on to the content episode, part of the episode. We want to talk about the heart standouts of the week, our favorite part of the episode. What do you have for our heart standouts of the week, RG? I know you really wanted to talk about this one. Yes, I am excited about this one because the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban fell again last weekend to... My nomination for heart standout of the week, the LSU Tigers. Brian Kelly, I know we talked about him last pod a bit, but he really got those guys going now. Um, they're actually in a tough spot this weekend, so this is really going to judge their heart. They're on the road at Arkansas. This is a tough place to play, and the reason we are fading this game is that Vegas has it as them only minus three favorites after Arkansas lost to Liberty last week. So kind of a weird spot. People are kind of thinking Arkansas is going to take this one. 
But if LSU can have a great game and not let down after a win after Alabama, they um, they will be my heart sandal for the rest of this season. And you could potentially see them in the college football playoff. That's a great, great take. Uh, LSU, you got Livy there. You got Joe Burrow coming <laughs> from there. Like just a great heart standard of the week. Always got to love the Tigers. Uh, See, so you have your hand up there, AJ. Do you have anything to say? Oh, it's just a great heart standout. The LSU Tigers are buzzing right now. You know, big, absolute massive win against Bama. I know RG, we didn't put this in the pod, but he, he was talking about a little LSU money line last week and to beat Bama. So, you know, it would have been a good call if you locked that in. But, yeah, perfectly said, Jay Roy, Livy Dunn out in LSU. Vibes are unreal. The boys are buzzing. Just, just a great heart team in general. So let's move on to your heart standard of the week, AJ. Well, what do you have there going on? You know, we are going to the NFL, you know, trying to change it up. We're going with the Carolina Panthers. You know, the reason I'm putting them hard is I don't think they know how to tank properly right now. You know, they're winning football games they shouldn't be, and I think that's a definition of heart. You know, they got two quarterbacks in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who teams are trying to tank for to get your quarterback in the future. They don't care. They're putting P.J. Walker out there, the definition of heart, the XFL god. So a lot of heart. Dante Foreman's just being a beast. You know, he's getting way more carries than CMC ever did on that team. So I don't know what's going on there. But a lot of heart when you have Baker Mayfield pounding his head against people's helmets. That's hard as well. You know, the Panthers got heart, and they're my team. I think I counted eight or nine you knows in that one. So that's when you know that the Carolina Panthers are a hard standout of the week. Gotta love that from you, AJ. You just constantly bring the heat for the hard standout. And for my hard standout of the week, we're moving on to the ice. I don't know if you guys are surprised, but it is none other than your Arizona Coyotes. An absolute wagon of a team, apparently when they're over plus 200. They just can't seem to lose. I feel bad for whoever splashes money against them because they always seem to find a way to win. A big 2 nothing win against my Islanders. What a brutal game. It was a stinky game. It was hard to watch, but you got to appreciate the heart from the team. Vegmelka, one of the goalies I actually talked about on our last episode to pick up, posted a shutout against the Islanders. So... You get some nice fantasy advice from the boys here on the pod and uh, the Arizona Coyotes get a little shout out in the good light for once. What do you guys think about our Coyotes here? Yeah, they're playing home games over at at Arizona State University um, and they're still happy to be there for some reason. I guess it's because they're at ASU and they're in Tempe and they're having a great time. But um, I, I love them right now. They're, they're a fun team to watch. I'm excited to watch them for the rest of this year. Let's see if they can make some noise in the division. Yeah, and uh, those are the heart standouts of the week. Uh, we do this every week because we're a big uh, component on uh, heart. So we're going to move on now from the heart standouts of the week to the value picks. I know we explained we're we're really big on value here on the pod. Um, who wants to start us off with our val- with their value pick of the week? You know, I can, I can take us off. We are going to the UFC. It's a big card this weekend. I know Josh cannot watch the title fight, which is unfortunate. But um, we are going to the Chandler-Dustin Poirier card. You know, I'm not sure this is going to happen. But I think it's great value. I have Michael Chandler by KO or TKO up plus 350. 
Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, absolute bangers. Every single Michael Chandler fight is he's going to throw, he's going to take punches. I think it's going to be probably the best fight of the night. I just love the value. I think Chandler's, he's got the knockout powers. We saw when he knocked out Ferguson, he knocked out Dan Hooker as well. Almost knocked out Oliveira, almost knocked out Gaethje. So he's got that knockout power. You know, I think Poirier might still win this fight, but I think the value at that in a fight that's going to be a stand-up fight, people are going to be throwing is too good to take, too good not to take. So I got Michael Chandler at plus 350 KO, TKO. Now that's a hot take because that's a three-round fight. And those two guys are absolute. Wait, that is a three-round fight, right? Yeah. So those two are absolute dogs. Now, I don't know. After watching much of the Chandler fights, he does have a chin. Never, haven't really seen uh, Poirier really get knocked out in recent. Uh, he got choked out by uh, Oliveira, but it's a really hot take. Chandler, I, I'm not really big on him, but I'll trust you, AJ, just as much as you trust me. I'll definitely put some money on it. Um, Love the diversity in sports here we have on this podcast. Uh, Arjun, do you have anything on the UFC? No, no, I know absolutely nothing. I think it's called the Ultimate Fighting Club. Is that right? Is that right? I <laughs> yeah, actually don't know. That's, that exactly, that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> yeah, Michael Chandler. I've seen him on Twitter. He seems like a chill dude. So I'll, I'll sprinkle. I'll do some sprinkling for AJ. Uh, AJ, I didn't know if you heard, but... Um... Oliveira is fighting McGregor in June next year. It was announced today. Actually? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be a crazy fight. Yeah, Connor's getting back at it, I guess. You, know, you love to see it, but I think uh, Oliveira will absolutely dumber, dummy Connor. But, you know, after Oliveira lost me some money last week, I might have to take a little blacklist on him. You know, two fights in a row I bet against him, lost, and finally put all the money on him on the line, and uh, I lost. So I think he's blacklisted for me for a bit, though. That's a, that is a definition of a blacklist. So, RG, what is your value pick of the week? All right. So, I think you guys already know the sport I'm going to. Probably the only sport I thrive in, and that is college football. So, my last three value picks have actually hit for college football. And uh, we are going to ride with another one here. That is the North Carolina Tar Heels money line on the road at AJ's Wake Forest Demon Deacons. So um, this is a pick we really like. We love Drake May this year. Um, he's just having an absolutely standout year. He's probably not going to be in Heisman Watch, even though he should. He's putting up crazy numbers. Um, you know, he's going to be able to open up this Wake Forest defense. We saw him get pumped by Louisville a couple of weeks ago, just absolutely shit pumped. So um, I actually like this one, even on the road, they're not going too far. Both teams play in the state of North Carolina. Um, so you'll have a lot of Tar Heel fans out there. This one's at plus 158. Tar Heels are going to be fighting because they are in contention for the ACC championship and eventually to potentially move up and uh, maybe have a potential bid for the playoff if they can win out in the ACC. I don't think they'll get in, but I think they can get into the top eight and get a nice little uh, New Year's Six bowl game there too. So I love Drake May and the Tar Heels. Yeah, no, I love that pick. Uh, as everyone know, I lost way too much money on Wake Forest and Louisville. So they are officially blacklisted for me. And I like UNC. I, like, I think Drake May is a really good quarterback. I think he's going to be, you know, the QB class next year with you have Quinn Ewers, Caleb Williams, and May is going to be absolutely incredible to watch. So 
May's a beast. He's got a big arm, and I think he's uh, I think he's gonna take it to Sam Hartman and Wake Forest, and he'll get a little payback for me after Wake Forest cost me too much money the other week. That's a that's a great pick. I love the hot takes. That's what gets me up in the morning. For my value picks of the week, guess what sport we're doing, boys? Uh, cricket. You're yeah. a big cricket guy this week. Big cricket guy this week, but no, we're not. Uh, we're not doing cricket. We're going to the ice. For my, we got two value picks this week. So these are really hot takes, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm taking the Buffalo Sabers against the Boston Bruins at home. Now, why are we taking the Buffalo Sabers? The Buffalo Sabers have been playing really well recently. They they, extre- they like to play extremely well against the uh, Boston Bruins. I would consider it to be actually a rivalry in the league. It's not a rivalry to Boston Bruins fans as much as it is a rivalry to Buffalo Sabres fans. But I know that Buffalo really likes to get up for those games. So definitely like the value there, depending on heart. So I know Buffalo is going to come with a lot of heart. You got Tage Thompson absolutely tearing up the league right now. So I'd love to bet on that side. And uh, my next value pick would have to be the Edmonton Oilers in Florida. I know Vander Kane is out, but the oil, you just, you just got to bet on the best player in the, in the league. Campbell's starting to play better. Obviously they got killed by Carolina two days ago, but that's the Carolina hurricanes boys. They, they just kill teams. Florida. I consider a little fraudulent with uh, Ekblad out. And I think, uh, I think, McDavid and Drysaddle will absolutely have crazy games. It is an afternoon game, so those games get a little weird. And uh, I'd rather bet on skill when the games get a little weird. So take those two teams, put half a unit on them, and enjoy your bank account grow. No, I absolutely love those picks. You know, when when uh, the Sabres signed Tage to that, ex- that massive extension in the offseason, I was kind of like, oh, like that might be a lot. You guys got other dudes to sign. You're going to have a lot of entry-level guys coming up soon. But, hey, he's uh, he's showing that's actually at some value. So uh, I love Buffalo this weekend, and uh, I love Edmonton and my heart player, Jack Campbell, for a comeback this weekend. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't have nailed it better on the head. Um, those are two, I think, really good picks in hockey. Hockey's proven to be one of the more profitable sports with all the uh, – under with all the value picks hitting i think underdogs are hitting at close to like a 46 percent this year so definitely got to get it on that action so that's the end of our of our episode four remembrance day edition podcast what do you guys have to say we got the world cup edition coming next episode we got a jam-packed uh weekend or a couple weeks of sports coming up with the world cup so i'm pretty excited to get the soccer guys back on here there any parting comments that you guys have for the podcast here boys um nothing crazy from my end we got uh, some good college football games to watch out for but uh something we're really fired up about next week michigan at ohio state for playoff implications um we're gonna have a little segment on that one next week that's gonna fire us up right aj Oh, absolutely fired up. I love a good Michigan-Ohio State game. I really hope Michigan wins. I've always been a Michigan guy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the next week. You know, World Cup's going to be a great episode. 
We have our soccer experts on. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We got a jam-packed schedule, but we're going to power through and make everyone some money. All right, guys, this was the episode. If you're listening, like, subscribe, give us a comment, and give us a rating. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace, Peace y'all.